Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley welcoming you to the very first week of spiritual tune-ups, stemming back to March 2020, when the world was in the throes of upheaval with a recognition that we were in the midst of the first global pandemic of its kind in our own existence. Everything was chaos. And so I was drawn to the internet to leave a four and a half minute video on social media and YouTube explaining my views, which were not that unique amongst new thought leaders, about the cause and the ramifications of this pandemic, explaining that it was the beginning of a healing, not the beginning of the end. And that video I did almost immediately reached 100,000 views, and it told me the world was in need of more comfort and reassurance on a daily basis. I immediately launched into these spiritual tune-ups seven days a week, and they stayed at that clip for probably the first six to eight months. Following my first broadcast titled Coronavirus, A Few Thoughts, I issued a coronavirus challenge, which you'll hear, and then to round out this installment, this episode, the next three spiritual tune-ups were on topics that are near and dear to my heart, perhaps my favorite teaching points. Life is not fair, Adam, Eve, and coronavirus, and living in a non-neutral universe. All of these were recorded mid to late March 2020. Now you know the context and the backdrop. Listen, enjoy, and please thumbs up, engage. It makes all the difference when you have the opportunity to leave some feedback on your favorite podcast service. Taliho amigos. Hey everybody, it's Mike Dooley. And because a lot of my readers have asked, I thought I would weigh in on coronavirus to give you some peace of mind and maybe some traction, maybe even enjoy this interlude. The way I'm going to do this is share with you three things that I bet you've already heard or you somehow sense deep within, but they bear mentioning again. First, we live in a universe of order, perfection, where anything and everything that happens is permeated with love and meaning, which is to say there's no accidents. Random stuff does not happen. The virus that's now spreading across the world is no different than a virus that occasionally spreads throughout your system. It's there for a reason, and that reason has meaning, and it's the beginning of a healing. A healing greater than you knew could exist prior to the ailment showing up. Because however unpleasant the physical symptoms are right now and in the world at large, there was something deeper being missed in the psyche of yourself with a virus or the world with a pandemic. Something being overlooked. Something that was kind of gnawing at us. And the way that we'd be directed inward through self-reflection, calm, perhaps communication with the divine, would be what's flaring up now all over the world. This is actually, contrary to appearances, the beginning of a magnificent, beautiful 
orderly, love-inspired healing. The second thing I'd like to remind you of is that you are not vulnerable. You are, in fact, the eyes and the ears of God Almighty come alive in the dream of life. Because you could, because it's fun, because there's love everywhere, because you'd always be safe. You're not vulnerable. You're not an afterthought. You're not some speck subject to life. You're the reason the sun rises each and every day. Which is not to say don't take preventative measures. You're in this soup of the illusions that you think are real right now, and therefore you are perhaps suspect or susceptible to the influence of invisible limiting beliefs you may have. So by all means, what I share with readers is always to play both ends to the middle. Definitely see your conventional doctor. Definitely be a good patient. And definitely be grounded in truth so that you can remind yourself that all is well and that you are supremely powerful. Mind over matter. Your thoughts become things. And the third thing I wanted to remind you of is that life is still so beautiful. It's filled with sights and sounds and aromas, filled with magnificent people on every continent, on every city. It's filled with opportunity, which never stops knocking. Your dreams are poised to become the things and events of your life. This is written in stone. There is no other destiny than you waking up than you blooming into your magnificence. And this coronavirus, like all other ailments, is an invitation to get there quicker than the path you were on. Enjoy your life. Have your dreams. Enjoy this little spell, I'm sure you feel it, where kind of people are relaxing a little bit. I mean, if you go to the grocery store, you don't see that. But in a way, it's like trips are being canceled, People are going inward. Let's watch a movie tonight. Let's have some family time. This is that reprieve, that nourishment that was previously missing. Enjoy it. And in this reprieve, be thinking from time to time, what's next in the most amazing chapter, in the most amazing life that you're now living? Let it be the best of your life, this rest of your life. So I hope that helps chill out. All is well. Be smart, share love, and enjoy this blessing called life. I can imagine right now you've got all kinds of things whirling in your mind, uh, particularly given the state of the world and the virus. And so I thought uh, I'd offer an interlude within the interlude. And maybe see if anybody out there is up for a coronavirus challenge. Okay, now to set the stage, uh, this little brief broadcast, both on Instagram and Facebook simultaneously, this is a new one for me. Um, to set the stage, I want to recite and share with you uh, one of my favorite notes from the universe. It's really, really brief. I'm going to read it so I don't make a mistake. If it weren't for your challenges, your problems, lions and tigers and bears, how would you ever know that there are things 
you still misunderstand. It takes a while for the coin to drop, right? And therefore it ends considering your challenges. Bless them. Embrace them. Give thanks. Tally ho ho ho. The universe. And talk about lions and tigers and bears. We have this global pandemic right now where every single day flights are being rerouted midair. Countries are sealing off their border. Events are being canceled like they've never been canceled. And nobody really knows what tomorrow's going to bring. Um, this is a challenge. This is a problem, old school language. And this is also an invitation for all of us to look within and see what it is that we're not getting. What is it that we're misunderstanding? Now, on a global level, it's not that hard to see. Okay, there, there's schools of people, there's bodies of work that are competing, there's political polarities, um, you know, nations sometimes pitted against one another, whether it's the United States and China and the economic world or the, the United States and Russia militarily. Um, there are things we're missing. Um, the, there's this condition right now where the income inequality is insane. You know, there's billionaires and there's people who can't afford food for their children. How can that happen on this planet? There are things that we're misunderstanding. And for as long as we misunderstand them, we have crossed wires. When you have crossed wires, you're thinking, I'm all about going this way. But there's other parts of you going that way. And when it's different nations and populations and cultures that all think we're here to be happy and love one another, but we define getting there in different ways, there's going to be these quagmires. And right now, the beginning of the healing is coronavirus, giving us all a chance to pause, reflect, reconsider, and perhaps see things more in, light, in line with the truth. So this is a big reset, and it doesn't just apply. You know where this is going. This doesn't just apply to the people running governments, to the people running corporations, to the people running cities and municipalities. It's you and me. It's you and me. I, I mean, I like to think really highly of myself, but I, I could do better. There is no question I could do better. And so it dawned on me, let's bring on the coronavirus challenge. And if you're feeling up to it, then maybe you can put some of your answers down below. Are you ready? I'm going to edit the caption on this broadcast as soon as I'm done so that it will include these three questions. You ready? Ready for some transparency um, going within? The coronavirus challenge, number one. What is one argument that you could soften on? What is one argument or position that you believe vehemently to your soul that is clear as day, that you know you've got the leverage on, that you could soften up on? Is it a political view? We're not immune to that. It's not just Washington, D.C. or Rome or Vienna. Is it a political view? Are you really convinced of your 
left or right or central positions. I mean, you are just like, look, it's got to be a little bit of everything. Maybe it doesn't need to be a little bit of everything. It's got to be more to the left. Maybe it should be more to the right. Could you just, for the purposes of this challenge, soften up? Where are you surest you're right? And can you go there to see if there's some wiggle room for compromise? Or at least respect other people's perspectives who are diametrically opposed to yours. You know, I really think there should be smaller government and lower taxes. But then doesn't that add to the income inequality of the world? Maybe there's a point. Maybe there's room for a discussion. Gold. All right. Question number two in our coronavirus challenge. Who is one person or maybe a group of people, but probably just one person, probably living in the same house as you or working in the same office? Who is the one person or group of people that you could think more kindly of? I mean, they don't deserve it. They are rude. They're ignorant. They take you for granted. They do everything wrong. That person, that person, are they not every bit the eyes and ears of God that you are? Have they not been given an equal measure of life from the divine? Have they not gone through their own horrific turmoils, heartbreaks, scuffed knees, wounds? Maybe that one person is a political leader. Who is that one person or group of people? that you could think more kindly of and do it. Do it. And if you're really bold, share below. Or you could just make up names, you know. You could come up with a pseudonym, okay? Somebody that we don't know, but you know who it is. Question number three in the coronavirus challenge. And this was inspired by a dear friend of mine, Sarah Landon. You gotta check out our website, Sarah Landon. Okay. Given this law that's upon us, my challenge, coronavirus challenge to you, is to find some quiet time and script out, or in outline form, the next chapter of your life. Because it's going to be different than the last chapter. And this is going to be the defining point. Not just that you wrote it down and got clear on it, but coronavirus. Coronavirus is like the big chill out, man. Chill out, woman. You have no choice. You've got to chill out. It's so in that chill out time, break out the journal, power up the tablet, whatever is your go-to for expressing yourself. Maybe you put it all up in here and map out how things are going to be different from, for you from now on. Map it out. Think it through. Think with your heart. Go there. Thanks, Sarah, for that tip. Thank you all for watching. Uh, I wish you all the best in this incredibly exciting breakout time on planet Earth where we all get to begin anew together. What's it going to look like for you? Jambo fellow adventurers, welcome to the first of what I think will be many free spiritual tune-ups during this pandemic where every single day things are changing so radically 
from the day before. Every single day, new cities in the United States are being added to the list of those who are locked down. Denver is the most recent one that I'm aware of because my brother lives very near Denver. Okay, so every morning uh, going forward, I am anticipating to share a couple of nuggets of wisdom and insight as we all find our way through um, the seeming chaos or the real healing that's now happening on planet Earth. And today I've got a little reading from one of my favorite books, The Top 10 Things Dead People Want to Tell You. Now I know that that title is a little scary, The Top 10 Things Dead People Want to Tell You. Um, but it's a book about life's beauty, its eternal nature, and our sublime power. And the dead want us to see what we're too busy creating to see for ourselves. And in the last chapter, Love is the Way, Truth is the Path, it says, the dead want us to notice that in our gorgeous little planet's entire history, think of that, there's never once been a drought that didn't end, a storm that didn't clear. Not once, not once. Lightning that didn't retreat, an earthquake that didn't still, a flood that didn't recede, or a plague that wasn't eventually completely and utterly overwhelmed by the healthy. Now, as a rule, the dead are not into odds, blah, 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 blah. But uh, hit me, baby. When it comes to our propensity to thrive, to achieve, to overcome, something's going on. Here's a question for you. Is life fair? Is life fair? Now, to the uninitiated, the answer is patently heck to the no, right? I mean, we see with our physical senses, you know, bedlam everywhere without coronavirus, pain and suffering in every corner of the world. Hell no, it's not fair. But to the initiate, which I trust you are if you're watching this on one of my channels right now, uh, it's like, oh, wait a minute, we're creators, we're of God, we're by God. Everything has order and meaning. Yes, life is fair. Hell to the no, it is not fair. The cards are so stacked in our favor, it's insane. It is way more than fair. Just because we live in a non-judgmental universe, you're there, you're part, part of the tribe drinking the Kool-Aid, right? You understand thoughts become things, you're of God, by God. Just because the universe is not judging you, there's no hell, there's no devil. That doesn't mean we live in a neutral universe. I, I fell off the train, if you will, a long time ago. Non-judgmental means non-caring. It means neutral. No, it doesn't. Just because you're not being judged doesn't mean the universe doesn't have a stake in your ability to thrive and succeed and to overcome in all situations. We can see that right now in the world around us with our heads in the sand through naivety and ignorance about the nature of reality and who we really are. You know, God's an angry white man. Uh, life is random chance. With those kind of mentalities, We've still blown the lid off of this place with success and health and friends and laughter in every corner of the world. 
If life was just fair, there would be a 50-50 shot at survival. We never would have crawled out of the oceans. Not that we ever did crawl out of the oceans. We never would be this far. We'd never be this happy. We'd never have so much going on on our behalf. So I want you to consider this. See the obvious, that you were born to succeed, that you faced adversity again and again and again in your life and you have overcome it. You've had dream after dream after dream that you totally crushed. This is why God wanted to be you, so that you would prevail. You're not alone. The universe does care. It is not neutral. It's non-judgmental because you are the eyes and the ears of God. And when it comes to a pandemic or a plague, as I said in my earlier thoughts on coronavirus uh, video, there's order and there's meaning, okay? It's the universe, our higher selves, poking us Hey, you're missing something. Life is even more awesome. You could be even more loving. You need to do some self-care. And until you do, you're going to continue to be poked. So let's realize that we need not be in fear, that we're pushed on to greatness, that this too shall pass. And in the meantime, do some introspection. How can you think more clearly, more loving of yourself, of the world, soften up, and enjoy the journey. Jambo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley with what will now be a daily spiritual tune-up. For those of you feeling anxiety over coronavirus and for those of you ready to use this interlude as a supercharged time to get grounded in truth to discover your power, see life's beauty like never before, so that as and when this passes, and it most surely will, you can start the most exciting chapter of your entire life. And to do this today, what I want and what I expect is going to happen is I'm going to share with you a little story about Adam and Eve. I'm going to get a little bit biblical. I'm going to interpret the Bible. And thanks for the hellos, thanks for the hearts, love you guys so much. Um, and then I'm going to come up with some application. Um, and I think my biggest emphasis on teaching is to begin with truth, because the truth sets you free. It empowers you. Uh, it frees you. It glorifies you. Uh, and then you can live like you have never lived before. So, Adam and Eve, what does that have to do with a pandemic? It has a whole lot to do with a pandemic. It's, it's a mythical, biblical story. I do believe, pure opinion, that there was not one man and one woman that began it all. But this was a metaphorical story that begins in the Garden of Eden, where pure divinity, having created the physical universe, which is another Garden of Eden, this bastion of perfection and order floating through the cosmos that we now call planet Earth and many other inhabited worlds, well, in the beginning, God was on the outside looking in. And, it, and given how successful the creation was, how beautiful and mind-bending and symbiotic, all of the elements, all of the creatures, God wanted to get a closer look. You know, God, not God of a religion, even though this is from the Bible, but divine intelligence created this. That's why there's such order and perfection and an inclination for all to thrive. So... God created humanity to have a new window into this creation. Now, what does God create with? Herself. 
not a man or a woman, but divine intelligence entered these sacred hallowed jungles of time and space as humanity so it could peer within at its own creations. This is God. Humanity, all of us, you and me, I say it all the time, are the eyes and the ears of God Almighty come alive in the dream of life. It is a dream, like a nighttime dream. But when you're in the dream, it's as real as can be. Hence the story of Adam and Eve. They knew at the outset that they were of God, by God, pure God, experiencing the physical universe as a holographic experience, as an illusionary experience. They knew that it was a dream. But it was so captivating, it was so spellbinding, it was so beautiful, and love was everywhere that they got more and more entranced with the illusions. Typified by the story of the apple coming from the tree of knowledge. Now, when God was everywhere always at once, not confined to the skin of a human being, because God is still everywhere always at once, but for the portion of God in a being, you forget that you're everywhere always at once. And so seeing this beautiful apple from the tree of knowledge, knowledge is the accumulation of wisdom in a human brain. That's what we know knowledge to be. It's considered finite. It's considered you have to go find it. You have to go learn it. You have to go experience it. Whereas prior to being in the brain in a body, God knew all things always spontaneously because God was everywhere always at once. Time had not even been invented until the physical universe. So the tree of knowledge is humanity's version of wisdom limited by what the brain can hold uh, instead of total omniscience everywhere always at once. And the apple was reflective of the beauty and the spellbinding trance created by these spectacular illusions that you and I pretty much think are real. Matter, time, space. And looking at this apple and wondering whether or not they should bite it, I mean, the aroma, the color, uh, it's like intoxicating. And so, and it was a real bum rap that Eve bit the apple first. This is not woman or man. This is like humanity. And so the story goes, one of the two happened to be a woman unrelated to, you know, committing the first sin. I'll talk about that. Decided to bite into this apple. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a thought form. This is an illusion. It's not reality. They're co-creators of this apple. But biting into it signified a tipping point being reached where they saw the apple as something real, something to contend with, something to nourish their body. All true within the illusions, but not true on a greater scale. Biting into the apple for the nourishment, for the flavor, for the taste, for the fun of it, typified us losing sight of truth, which is it's all illusions that we're creating right now, and falling head over heels out of grace. Now, this is called the fall from grace. Very bad nomenclature. Terrible idea to call it that because it paints the whole thing as bad. It's not bad. It's a beautiful apple. It's really cool. Who wouldn't want to bite it? But we didn't have to lose the awareness that we are also everywhere always at once and that we are the creators of that apple for our sheer joy and enrichment. But so we fell head over heels out of grace. You can't fall out of grace. We fell from grace. Where did we land? In grace. This is all happening inside the mind of God. But not only was the apple good, but you should try a banana. 
And not only was that fun, but you ought to go swim in the ocean. And we did. And we floundered. And we prospered. And there was still love and still beauty everywhere. And it got to a point where we completely forgot that we're pure divine intelligence. We completely forgot that we are of God, by God, pure God. Why? Because it's so awesome here. It's so beautiful here. This is the product of divine mind of which we are that mind. So God is infinitely more than me or you, but we are pure God ourselves. We are many me's of the divine and we have forgotten that. And what does that mean? The more we forget, and we have forgotten a lot, the further out of control we feel, the more helpless we feel, the more we feel we have to contend with the world, the more we believe that we are independent of the world. We think that the world is happening and then we showed up, byproducts, or to be tested and judged by the divine. We end up creating our own hell. We start hating ourselves. We start comparing ourselves. We start, start com competing and all of this stuff completely ignorant that when we look into the mirror, we're looking at the eyes of God. And more completely ignorant that when we stare into the eyes of another person, we're staring into the eyes of God Almighty. No matter how lost they may be, no matter how lost we may be. And so suddenly, we've got this rat race going on, we've got competition going on, uh, we lie to ourselves, we lie to other people, but there's a silver lining. There's love everywhere. There's hope everywhere. We're still creators, although we don't know it. Dreams still come true. And so now what we're doing and what this whole thing has turned into is a long haul ascension back into the memory of who we really are. But every now and then throughout humanity, and this could be charted on a, 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 a graph, our learning curve, the expansion of consciousness, Every now and then we get so far off course that we begin creating a hell on earth with fear and etc. And just like in your own human body, when you are twisted with conflict, feeling lost, maybe feeling depressed, feeling excessively sad, even though you are in the mind of God right now, creating it on the fly, suddenly you become overwrought. You need more rest. You're not giving it to yourself. You're not loving with a cold or a sickness or an ailment. And what does this do? It's the beginning of a healing. It's a reset button. Time to get your stuff in order. Okay? It's a beautiful thing. But it was brought about because you wouldn't give it to yourself before. You wouldn't see what was already out there. And sometimes even though things are going well in our lives, we might come down with a sickness because at a deeper level, we know our wires are crossed and we're misunderstanding the truth about reality. So the beginning of the healing is something that forces us to kind of lay low, go within, contemplate, chill out, watch a movie, read a book, and then we feel refreshed. And when we get so off track as a civilization, pandemics, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, they ain't random. And as Emmanuel said, dictated by Pat Rodgast, Rodgast, Emmanuel is a volume of books, beautiful, beautiful stuff. I remember this because I live in Florida and we get a lot of hurricanes. Always trust a hurricane. It knows exactly where it's most needed.
Now, to the physical senses, that's like an insanely insensitive thing to say, and people are suffering and homes are destroyed. But look at the big picture. You have an inner ability to focus with a higher lens. And you can see that while there is chaos in the physical realm, there's an opportunity which will hopefully be taken to rearrange priorities. And so right now we have this pandemic. We have this pandemic that's brought about fear. We have this pandemic, which in some cases has brought about rest. And if I may say so, jubilation. It's like a snow day when you're a kid and you don't have to go to school at the last minute. I'm broadcasting from home because Orlando has just now been put down on lockdown. So what can come over this? It's time to start seeing things differently. And, and you know, it's always easy to say, yeah, they need to start seeing things differently. We all need to start seeing things differently. Until you realize on a conscious level, you are of God, by God, pure God, and that everything is unfolding divinely based on our focus, not on God's decisions, that we are creating it and we can recreate that which hurts us, then suddenly we have traction. And the way we're going to do that, I've got some points here, let me read my notes. It's time to start seeing things that we've been missing, beginning with ourselves. Do you love yourself? It's time to start loving yourself. Um, do you see love everywhere in the world, from nature to humanity? It's time to start seeing that. Um, do you realize that when one of us falls, we all fall? When one is hurt, we'll all, we're all hurt. This has turned into a rat race ruled by the almighty dollar. I can't believe me, an Ayn Rand enthusiast, former staunch capitalist and former Republican, to the depths of my soul, would say that. But my gosh, we've got obscene levels of income disparity. We've got obscene levels of self-recognized dignity. We deprive others from an ability to have dignity. Oh, you're not doing it yourself. But when we all play along with the rat race and competition and striving to do our best, we're leaving people behind. And that doesn't serve us. It comes back and bites us. It pokes us. It's called a pandemic or those kind of things. Time to rearrange what's going on. Do you realize that you're not being judged, that you've never been judged? Do you realize it's time to stop judging yourself? Do you realize that you do not have to know sadness to know joy? I know there's contrast, but that's a theoretical thing. You don't have to suffer and wallow in misery to know ecstatic heights of euphoria. You've already suffered and wallowed enough, right? So start allowing yourself, give yourself permission to be happy for no dang reason. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. You're already enough. You're gorgeous. You're God's only chance to be you. So be yourself. Do you realize that you are worthy of love from self and others? Do you realize that life is not a test? Is not a test. Do you realize God does not give tests? You are God. Heck yes, there's stuff to learn. And how do you know you need to learn it? When you stub your toe, when you fall down, when you catch a cold, when you experience a pandemic. Then it's like bells ringing, bells ringing. There is no test, but you've got crossed wires and there's something to learn. 
You're not here to be tested. That alone is going to get you off the hook, those things. Do you realize that God is not angry, never has been angry? Do you realize there's no devil and there's no hell and there's no evil that lurks with a mind of its own? Evil is something that we see everywhere. It's real, but it's only in the mind of warped people who, while wanting to do their best, know no better. They are of God, by God, pure God. Have compassion. Do you realize that it is never wrong to err on the side of kindness? We all have a lot to learn right now. I certainly do. I am no saint. I could be way better. I could be more loving, kind to myself and to others. Let's use this time to begin thinking with our hearts instead of our minds. Let's realize we're all in this together. Let's realize that we are all reincarnational aspects of one another. It's not like me and my lineage. It's like me and you, man. I'm here with you. You're here with me. We're both God expressing and seeing life through a different pair of eyes, a different pair of ears, and a different beating heart. All of God and the divine. Well, everybody, that went longer than I thought it would. But uh, what I'm going to be doing every day is... I believe, this is yet to be seen, zeroing in on things that we could see differently. All related to the pandemic, but not talking about the pandemic itself, other than what I've already shared. Love all of you guys. Enjoy this opportunity for rebirth, for being born again to the divine within your heart and the hearts of everybody. Picking up where I left off yesterday, given that we are of the divine, by the divine, for the divine, I want you to understand that we have a built-in natural inclination to prosper, to thrive, to succeed, to be joyful, surrounded by friends, total clarity, and above all, healthy. These are our default settings, and it's important to understand this. I know when I first came into a realization of truth, who we really are, uh, why we're here, that our thoughts become things. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's all on me. And I remember thinking, well, we live in a non-judgmental universe, which is like as good as it gets. Uh, and if it's non-judgmental and I think blue, I get blue, yellow, I get yellow, good, I get good, bad, I get bad. And I just had a, a whole night of worry I'm doomed. I can't stop the fear. But it took uh, a long time for me to realize that just because we live in a non-judgmental world does not mean we live in a neutral world. To understand we live in a non-judgmental world, we almost get the sense that the universe doesn't care. You think blue, you get blue. You think yellow, you get yellow. Good, bad, high, low. You get what you think about. Given that we do not live in a neutral universe, that we are of the divine, pure divine, here for the reason of thriving and growing and expanding, when we think thoughts in alignment with truth, I'm awesome, life is beautiful, people rock, those things become... Those thoughts become things right away. When we think thoughts that are not in alignment with truth, otherwise considered negative thoughts or bad thoughts, but hey, there's no judgment. 
But when we think thoughts not in alignment with truth, they have a very difficult time becoming the things and events of our lives. There's this built-in protection. We're living within the mind of God, as I've been saying. And so, you need not worry that you worry because you have this inclination to thrive. Just a little bit of positivity will offset a lot of negativity. And while to the uninitiate, the uninitiated, this may seem like, you know, Pollyanna and, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Uh, you're just trying to make people feel better. Your life is proof. All of our lives are proof. If it was just neutral, and I've been saying it's a non-neutral universe, if it was just neutral, then, then um, that would mean there's like a 50-50 shot at anything. Good, bad, this, that, left, right, 50-50. 50-50 shot at survival. You've blown the lid off of that. You have more friends than you're alone. You have more clarity than you're confused. You have more money than been broke. You've, you've had more health than you've been sick. And even in sickness, you have health. And when you start to see this, you can start chilling. Even as a society, with our heads in the sand, thinking God's angry, as I've shared, we still have international space stations, DNA technology. We can track this virus around the globe, and we already know its ramifications. Do you see how successful we are, even in our ignorance? Can you imagine what it's going to be like when everybody thinks like us? It's going to be an unimaginably beautiful world, where everyone prospers, where every day is beautiful, where everyone is healthy, where everyone is fulfilled, where everyone is creative. This is where we're going. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, okay? And while you might say, well, in that case, how come some people get sick? It's the beginning of a healing. Crossed wires, as I've been saying. And you're notified by your confusion through the ailment. And then you get better. Why does almost everybody get better from being sick? Everybody always. Health always rules. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!